this is Black Wall Street Chronicles, and we're back at it again. Uh, as you can hear from my trailer, um, I've finally signed on to Anchor.com. I originally had Buzzsprout, and it really wasn't working for me. I already have two supporters. I would like to thank uh, Aaron L. Smith for giving me a $10 support to my podcast. And I'd like to give myself a a shout out because I've also put down the $10 support to my podcast. Now, being that I am on Anchor.com, I can get supporters. So, if you like my podcast and you want to support it, you can do a monthly support of $1, $5, or $10 a month towards my podcast. I would greatly appreciate it and thank you very much. Now, before I get to the main topic of this podcast, um, this episode is going to be called Age of Consent because last week there were some situations where a um, a great R&B singer and actor by the name of Marcus Houston is 38 years old and he's marrying somebody that's 19. And you have a pretty good comedian by the name of Chris Distilla. I hope I'm pronouncing his main name correct. But this man has been accused of sending creepy text messages to barely legal teenagers. So it's a lot to unwrap today. Um, I'm currently in New York City in phase two of the reopening of New York of the state of New York has actually started. Uh, I've seen many people in the streets running to the barber shop to actually get a haircut because a lot of us in the city of New York is looking like Wolfman out here. You know, in a couple of days, I'm gonna need to get a haircut because I'm out here looking like a damn werewolf and that's not good. Uh, so anyway, uh, now before I get to the main topic, I wanna talk about what's going on in pop culture, right? Uh, I am a gamer. I do that as a hobby because I believe hobbies is good so you can have balance in your life. Now, I recently purchased uh, The Last of Us 2. Uh, it was on June 19th. It came out the same day as Juneteenth, which is interesting. So, um, there is a lot of uh, backlash for the hardcore fans of Excuse the phone in the background. I'm very sorry. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second, guys. How long is this big person going to be on the phone for? God damn. Like, it sucks because the minute that you start doing a podcast, everybody want to get in contact with you. Anyway, excuse the um, interruption. So basically, um, the fandom of Last of Us 2 was actually very angry. And um, I'm in the middle of the game. I haven't completely finished it yet. And I understand why they're angry, right? See, what's going on in the entertainment industry is they keep doing these things when they keep making... Let me tell you something. If you're going to do a sequel and you're going to do a remake, 
you have to have respect for the source material okay and that's a problem that's going on in Hollywood like they treat the main protagonist of the story the same way they treat Luke Skywalker in Star Wars Episode 8 like what is going on you know the original Last of Us the original game is actually considered to be one of the greatest um, uh, video games of all time when it comes to storytelling I don't really want to get into the story but you can actually even if you're not into video games you can actually read the story trope on wikipedia.com and it's actually very good it's so good that you know it could be on the television show and the movie right but that's the thing that's going on in pop culture it's like we're getting really tiring you know if you're going to create a new video game and you want to put your own agenda into the video game or to the television show or the movie what you need to do is just create new material create new stories it has to be original stories you know what i'm saying it's just it irks me you know last of us 2 is looking like a good game like like the graphics and the way the game is structured and I love how I love how the female character that was in the first game is evolved as a fighter and as a survivalist in the Dytopian future that is set in the Last of Us mythos. It's actually very good. I like it. It's just that they don't have respect for the original material and that's not good. They did that in the Resident Evil 3 remake too and yeah, I just wanted to go in a quick rant about that. And, you know, it's a good game and all. It's just, you know, it's underwhelming and very bleak and depressing. Anyway, uh, enough about gaming. Uh, enough about pop culture. Let's get into the topic. Give me one second. Okay, I'm going to read this article from the Chicago Tribune. It says here, comedian Chris Dilla denies allegations of sexual assault. Hold on, I got all these, these pop-ups just coming out of nowhere. Uh, Chris Distilla denies allegation of sexually harassing teenagers. Comedian Chris Distilla has denied claims of sexual misconduct. Dilla's name has been began trending on social media on Tuesday night after multiple women accused him of trying to engage him with them sexually. Somewhere as young as 16 at the time of the alleged encounters, Many of the women accused them of sending inappropriate messages to them and attempted to solicit new photos from them. Twitter account She Rates Dogs maintained a running thread of many of the allegations. I know I've said and done things that have may offended people during my career, but I have never knownly pursued any underage woman at any point. 
Dehilla said in a statement on Wednesday to TMZ, All of my relationships have been both legal and consensual, and I have never or met and engaged any inappropriate photos with the people who have also tweeted about me. That being said, I am truly sorry. I was a dumb guy who absolutely let myself get caught up in my lifestyle. That's my fault. I own it. I've been reflecting on this for some time now, and I promise I will continue to do better. Dilla is probably known for his stand-up comedy, but he has also had a number of on-screen roles. He started an NBC sitcom on Dateable when he ran for three seasons. He also recorded in season one of the hit series The Good Doctor. He will appear in the upcoming Zack Snyder Netflix film Army of the Dead, which is currently in post-production. He recently starred in season two of You on Netflix playing a comedian who sexually abuses teenage girls. He has also had a guest role in the Comedy Central series Workaholics, portraying a pedophile who pursues young boys. Yeah. That's interesting. He's playing all these pederasts and pedophile roles, and he's <laughs> sexually harassing teenagers. Now that right there is art imitating life. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's not funny. I we that's not funny. We should not laugh at that. Now I'm gonna read an article from TMZ. All right, Krista Ella denies knowingly texting minors. Response to anonymous claims. Krista Ella is breaking in silence after multiple anonymous claims from a woman accusing a comedian of getting flirty with women who are allegedly. allegedly underage at the all these pop-ups on TMZ god damn excuse me I'm sorry Chris Cicilla is breaking his silence after multiple anonymous online claims a woman accusing the comedian of getting flirty with women who were uh, allegedly underage at the time the comedian tells TMZ I know I have said and done things that might have offended people during my career but I have never knowingly pursued any underage women at any point Chris goes on to say all my relationships have both been legal and consensual, and I have never met or exchanged any inappropriate photos with the people who have tweeted about me. He finished by saying that being said, I'm truly sorry I was a dumb guy who absolutely let myself get caught up in a lifestyle. That's my fault. I own it. I've been reflecting on this for some time now, and I'll promise I'll do it better. Here's tweets that they have. I still can't believe Netflix cut Chris Dezilla as the pedophile in season two of You, like the literal irony. And they show him a picture of him getting owned by a 16-year-old. <laughs> Chris started trending on Twitter Tuesday night after a woman named Simone Rossi started a thread showing alleged text emails between her and Chris from a few years ago when she said she was only 16. Several other anonymous allegations follow Rosie's post from William Kelly allegedly Chris has solicited photos on sex from them. While most claim that they were younger than did ill, some like Rossi claimed that they were underage. None of the anonymous allegations mention anything about police reports filed or legal action taken against Chris. Hmm. Yeah. I need to read these text messages.
text messages. Let's see. Five women stare share their stories. Okay. One morning in the fall of her senior year of high school, Julia Holtzman awoke to find that Christiella had sent her a direct message on Instagram. The 17-year-old was confused. She was not a fan of then 36-year-old stand-up comic and was not following his page. But she saw that Desilla had a verified social media account and it was intrigued. So she responded to him asking how he found her. Just came across, is that bad? He said in the November 2016 exchange. It was clear I was in high school. I had a 16th birthday with photos of me at football games on my Instagram. Holtzman now 20 told the Times, I told my guy friends about it. They were like, he's famous. You have to answer. The Illa proceeded to give Holtzman a phone number, which public records linked to his name and suggest that she traveled from Long Island to New York City to come see him. She never went, but she saved screenshots of their correspondence for years. This week, she stared him publicly for the first time on Twitter, where multiple young women have come forward in recent days to allege that Dezilla was sexually inappropriate to, with him. The avalanche of screenshots, many of which revealed to be the same telephone number and email address as De Ilya, began flooding Twitter on Tuesday night. Simone Rossi, another high school student who said she had a virtual relationship with De Ilya, was the first to share how he allegedly asked her to make out and send him pictures of herself when she was underage. Within hours, Rossi's story began to trend on social media. Michaela Oaklan, who runs the popular Twitter account She Rates Dogs, said she received hundreds of messages from women with stories about Dehilla, some who had claimed they had negative encounters with him, some who knew other women who allegedly had. Oakland shared many of these stories. Most of them were anonymous and a thread that went viral. By Wednesday, the claims had proliferated to such an extent that Cecilia Forty, whose latest stand-up stressful No Pain, the video on Netflix in April, issued a statement to TMZ. In it, he said he had never normally pursued any underage women and that all of his relations has not been legal and consensual. That being said, I'm truly sorry, the 40-year-old continued. I was a dumb guy, absolutely let myself get caught up in a lifestyle. In the interviews with the Times, Holtzman and four other women told stories of aggressive, sexually charged overtures initiated by Dehila, who was known to many young fans as Justin Bieber's favorite comedian and has 2.4 million Instagram followers. All of the women to her womb were not yet 18 when their communications with him began. Describe a flirtatious demeanor that escalated almost instantaneously. But in one case, she allegedly invited two female fans to his hotel room, where he exposed this erect penis to them in an attempt to convince them to sleep with him. In another, he allegedly told a 19-year-old that he would meet up with her only after she performed oral sex with one of his friends. Dale declined to be interviewed for this article. A legal representative, Andrew Berger of Lavinia Signer, directed the Times to the comedian's Wednesday scene. Also, 
to seal a statement early this week and found it disappointing and misleading, she said. She recently begun to reflect on the teenage clowns with a comment after seeing them on the second season next week's show, You, which was released in late 2019. On the program, the ELA plays a stand-up comedian who grooms underage women, then drugs and sexually assaults them. The role marked the second time he'd been cast in such a part. In 2011, on the Comedy Central program, Rokeaholics, he guest starred as a child molester. I really couldn't believe they cast him as a pedophile, said Rosie. For me, it was like, why is these shows casting him as this person? Sarah Gamble, the showrunner of You, declined to comment for this article, as did production company Warner Horizon Television on Netflix. The Ilya's three comedy specials in You remain on the streaming platform, which will release a snack slider film, Army of the Dead. Following the actors next year, Kyle Nuchek, one of the creators of Workaholics, who wrote the How to Find, How to Friend the Predator episode, in which the Ilya appeared, did not respond to a request for a comment. But the spokesperson for Comedy Central said the episode had been pulled off all platforms. The series is available on Hulu and Amazon. His 2013 special, White Male, Black Comic, is also no longer available through Comedy Central. Rosie began corresponding with Delia after she made a public comment about him on Twitter in 2014. She said which led him to offering her email address via direct message. I was excited that he started messaging me, Rosie now 22 recalled. I was obsessed with celebrities and always wanted to be on E! News. I wanted to brag about it to my friends, but it took me years to understand that it was predatory. According to their email exchanges, which Rossi provided to the Times, Delia expressed dismay when he learned that he, she did not live in Los Angeles. How are we supposed to make it out then? How are we supposed to make out then? He wrote to her in two, July 2014. He then requested Rossi send him pictures of herself. She responded with an image in which she was smiling in a pool and another of a fluffy panda. Haha, the fucking panda dick, he replied. I joked and told him that they were exotic. Rossi said I thought I was being witty because I wasn't blind to what he was doing. He was praying on the fact that I was underage, I was insecure, I wanted attention. I want, I'd follow him because I saw him at Condé Central, Justin Bieber Rose, and it took me a long time to piece together that what he did was wrong. Six months after she sent him the photos, Rossi said, that Ella reached out to her again in 2015 when he was performing in her home state, Arizona. He said he wanted to hang again asking, can we make out and requesting her Instagram handle. She provided a username to her page on which she had recently posted a folding of herself posing with large wooden cutouts of the numbers 1 and 6. To commemorate her 16th birthday, she never heard from him again. She was very casually told me that Chris DeSilla asked her for news to ask her Rosie. I was disgusted. I was incredibly proud how she handled him. And I'm proud for her a year later for sharing her story. If this had to happen, she's on the right side of the fence trying to pull a woman like her up and be a chevron. Holtzman like Rossi never ended up meeting Dissilla in person, but her mother like Rossi was horrified by a communication with the older man. I said, immediately block him, you're not going to the city, this is creepy, recalling Terry Holtzman, Julia's mom. As a parent, you have to intervene. 
it automatically set up red flags. It's like, he's an old guy. What does he want with you? It was extremely inappropriate. She was still in high school. I guess that didn't stop him. In the comedy world, some high-profile performers have made allusions to Dilla popularity with underage followers and on their podcast, The King and the Sting. Dio Vaughn and Brenda Shaw joked about Chris Dilla's cult of female fans. This is not going to end well, said Vaughn, said in 2019. With everyone drinking Kool-Aid except Chris, drop ended and everyone dies. Well, a lot of the people are going to be drinking the Kool-Aid because they are underage girls, probably, Vaughn replied. That's what I'm guessing. is in their natural diet pattern. The Illa, whose last latest stand-up special, No Pain, debuted in Netflix in April, is the son of Judge and Amy co-creator Bill De Illa. He began work working the stand-up scene when he was 25. His first major acting role was opposite Whitney Cummings on the 2011 MVC sitcom Whitney and he later starred on the network show Undateable. He has two previous Netflix specials as one as the one on Comedy Central. In 2017, he became hosting the podcast Congratulations with Chris DeSilla, on the which he referred to his fans as babies. One of the fans was Jackie Cohen, the UCLA student who first started talking to the Ella when he responded to a picture of her on Snapchat, she said. The conversation moved to a text message. He wrote to her from the same number he used to correspond with Holtzman, and it was immediately sexual. Cohen shared screenshots of their exchanges with the Times. Hey, hey, he said in his first June 2017 message. What you up to, Cohen responded. You want to suck my cock? He replied. My God, this thing is creep. Oh God, this motherfucker's a creep. <laughs> Let me read this shit again. <laughs> hey, hey, he said to the Judge June 2017 message. Hey, what you up to, Carl responded. You want to suck my cock? <laughs> he replied. The 19-year-old told 37-year-old she would give him oral sex, telling him she was looking for nothing more than fun and would be gone with no strings after potential. How badly do you want to hang out with me? Pretty badly, you're real cute, we get along, we don't have to go out. But he keep wanting me to prove myself before we can hang out. With months of on and off messaging, Davila wrote to her out of the blue in August. I want you to suck my friend today, would you go do that for me? Soon after, she said she began receiving video calls from an older man who identified himself as Christosilla's best friend. He told me, Chris just wants to make sure you're real. I want nothing, I promise. Chris is making it out to be more what it is, Cohen of the conversation. He kept asking for my address so we could meet up. I can be approved to meet Chris. But I wouldn't tell him where I live. I only told him I live in Encino. Later that night, she said she received anger from Desilla inquired why she has not met his friend. My buddy drove to you. What the F? She said, screenshot of the test. Jerry Cohen, Jackie's brother, told the Times he was sitting with her while the exchange was happening and was creeped out finding Distiller's request hilariously pathetic. Chris never had any consent to promise my body to anyone, added Jackie Cohen, now 24. I didn't deserve to be treated that way. I never disrespected him. Dilla apparently had a pattern quickly taking his relationships with fans to a sexual place. 
after a 2015 performance in Nyack, New York, Laura Virtuelli, and then 18, a female friend who was then 20, approached the Stella after he said to request photographs with him. He obliged and then invited the pair a party at his New York City hotel, they said. Virtuelli's friend spoke with the Times but asked that her name was not to be used due to virtual she has received on Twitter. They have made hour-long drive, but when they arrive at the Stiller room, they were surprised to find him alone. We looked at each other low-key because he, no one was there, said Richarelli. There was shrimp scampi on the counter and he was catching, watching cops. There was no sign of the party, but I was so naive and excited to be there that I didn't really see an issue. Before they could enter the room, Charlie's friend said Distiller told the woman he needed to take care of their cell phones and leave them in a basket. I was assuming something that anybody with any level of fame did, the friend said. I think he told us that it was for, for privacy reasons. They said that Distiller offered them alcoholic drinks. He alone maintained he does not consume alcohol. It sat between them on the couch. He began complimenting them and groping their buttocks, they alleged. Growing increasingly uncomfortable, the friends stole awkward glances at each other. I didn't know where his hands was going to go, Vitrelli said. We realized no one else was coming. He wasn't drinking. He was just saying she and I could drink. So we ended up getting up to leave. They started to gather their things, both women said, and he pulled down his sweatpants, pulled out a red penis. Are you sure about that? They grabbed their phones and exited the room, letting telling a male friend who had attended the show with them about the encounter. The friend confirmed this with the Times. On the drive home, we kept trying to figure out if we'd done something wrong, giving them the wrong impression, said Rich Riley. After I shared the story on Twitter this week, I almost started crying because it was so nice to feel supported by random people agreeing that the situation was wrong. Now I know I wasn't being crazy and insensitive. I know it was wrong. Okay, this article is by Amy Kaufman. And she is, uh, covers film, celebrity, and pop culture in the Los Angeles Times. This is actually, got to give Amy Kaufman much credit because this is actually on the Los Angeles Times because this is actually a more informed article. <sighs> okay, this guy is a freaking creep. Um, shit. What can I say about that? Uh, yeah. Let's go to the Marcus Houston story uh, about Marcus Houston marrying uh, somebody that's uh, 19 years his senior or something. Somebody is 19 years younger than her, him. Uh, let's see. What can you say about that, and then I'll give my opinion. Okay. Marcus. Okay, Marcus Houston. There we go. Marcus Houston defends engagement to 19-year-old. Yeah, I remember he was on Sister Sister with Tia and Tamara Mori. 
<laughs> this is from page six, article called page six. Uh, yeah, so sister, sister, actor Marcus Houston defends engagement to 19 year old by Alex Heige. She's a beautiful young woman. Wow, she's very attractive. Sister, sister, actor, R&B singer Marcus Houston is defending his relationship with 19-year-old fiance Maya Dickey following a discussion of the pair on Twitter. I needed to speak because this is not music or television. This is my family, my future wife, and my life. Houston 38 explained, I met Maya in 2018 through a mutual friend. Never before then I did I even know she existed. Myra, who Houston allegedly started dating in October 2018, approached to in March 2019, apparently met her betrothed at a Jehovah's Witness convention, having struck up a friendship with the daughter of Houston's manager, Chris Stokes. Maya and Stokes are close enough that she calls him dad. Maya and I didn't start dating until she was adult, Houston said. We fell in love and got engaged in March of 2019. My dad, Michael, loves her, and the people I'm closest to her love her as well. Most importantly, we have Jehovah's Blessing. Oh boy, this shit sounds like Roman, man. Houston makes references to the blog that was published about my fiancé and without naming a specific outlet. The pair's relationship began getting renewed attention on Twitter this week. In a post on MTO News alleged that Myra is a fact a runaway who has been on a missing teens list since she was 15. Oh, God. Further fuel for Special Lincoln is that a Mayana Dickey is listed as an art director for multiple Houston Stokes projects on the Internet Movie Database, which Houston described as a misprint of someone being messy in the Instagram scene. Twitter has also drudged up allegations of sexual abuse made by former B2K member Risby against Stokes in Houston, corroborated by Nabal Ray. Quentin Tarver in 2010, Raz published a phone call between him himself and Tarver, which they both detailed the alleged abuse they faced at the hands of the two men. Oh man, I heard about that. I forgot about the Chris Stokes rumors. Yeah, that right there. Apparently she's a registered runaway, allegedly. That right there is suspect. <sighs> this shit sounds like grooming, y'all. Here's what grooming is. Grooming is when a man or a woman, right, who's older, um, It's when an older man or a woman gets into uh, an interesting relationship with a 16-year-old in the intent of having sex with them when they get uh, consented, when they get age of consent, and that's called grooming. And this accusation that Marcus Houston is going through is just sounds just like Chris Castilia, where you have these grown. Uh, men that is grooming young women and which basically leads me to my opinion let me tell you something when a woman becomes 18 years old she has the right to vote she has the right to drive 
and she has the right to die in a war. So if she wants to get into a relationship with a man 20 years older than her, that's her business. And I really don't have anything to say about that. However, I would never date somebody that under the age like that. I am 36 years old, right? And the reason why I don't want to do that because when I was 18 and I was broke and did not have any money, I didn't like the fact that these older men had an advantage over me when they was already established. See, we also have to talk about hypergamy, how women are naturally attracted to men who are of higher status. And these older men, the reason why they date these one younger women, because they have a car, they have a house, they already established and they can barter the things that they have to use it to get these young women. And the man that at 18 years old is not able to compete. You have a financial and psychological advantage over these women and it's actually not fair to the men that are 18 years old. But that's the main reason I'll never do that. Like, if I see a beautiful young woman and she's like 19 years old, what I'm going to attempt to do is try to get her in a relationship with a, a member of my family that's the same age. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be a matchmaker for that. I'm not going to try to holler at her or anything. You know? And this is actually prevalent in the African-American community. I did an episode um, uh, what episode is it? Let me go back to my archives. Yeah, so... Let me go back. During the holiday season, there was this Honduran girl in the Bronx, right? And I believe the episode is called... Is episode 20, The Honduran Girl Who Cried Wolf, right? Now, the Honduran, there was a young lady in the Bronx, 16 years old, that faked a kidnapping. She had her 25-year-old boyfriend frank the kidnapping because she did not want to go back to Honduras. Now, it was discovered to be a hoax, but the question I was asking into this episode, what's up with the man? Where is he? He's obviously grooming this young lady to have a psycho. He's obviously is having a sagittory relationship with this young woman, this young teenage girl, and causing her to be completely rebellious towards her mother. Why isn't this man in jail? And that's what I thought about that. And if you want to listen to this episode, you can go to back to my archives, The Black Wall Street Chronicles, episode 20, and the episode's called The Hungering Girl Who Cried Wolf, right? Uh, so, basically, that's my opinion on this matter. Um, and again, if you like the podcast and you want to make a donation, you can. Um, you can either donate a dollar a month, $5 a month, and $10 a month. And if you can do, do, donate $10 a month, that could be appreciated. Also, I am going to sign my comp podcast to IMBD. Uh, that is basically a website that's dedicated into actors credits and basically content of movies televisions and celebrities right and also if you go 
and you look at my uh, podcast on anchor.com they also have my links you can actually go to my YouTube page and you can subscribe if you go to my anchor right you go to anchor.com you can type in my YouTube page you can click on it and you can subscribe for more content you can also subscribe to my Twitter account and you can also subscribe to my Facebook account And thank you very much. You have a pleasant day and stay safe during COVID-19. God bless you. Bye-bye.